0: Hear how one woman's vision and her tiny living room far from Nashville's Music Row became the epicenter of a musical movement. Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer and The Boar's Nest. Listen now at audible.com slash The Boar's Nest. Hey everyone, it's Justin Richmond. Over the last year, I've been working on an absolute dream project over here at Pushkin, making a podcast for the one and only Sir Paul McCartney. The show's called McCartney, A Life in Lyrics. It's available everywhere today. And it's full of insightful conversations between McCartney and his friend, the poet Paul Muldoon. The two of them taped years of conversations digging into Paul's lyrics and songwriting process. And because it's hard to separate the art from the man, a lot of his personal life gets revealed too. Like his relationship with his family in Liverpool, the success and breakup of the Beatles, his time with Wings, and so much more. McCartney, A Life and Lyrics dropped with two episodes today, one on Eleanor Rigby and the one I'm presenting to you here now on Back in the USSR. If you love music and songwriting and have ever wanted the chance to be a fly on the wall for a conversation with the Beatle, then McCartney, A Life and Lyrics will not disappoint. To binge all the first season right away, subscribe to Pushkin Plus on Apple Podcasts and all 12 episodes will be there waiting for you. In the meantime, here's Paul Muldoon and Paul McCartney on Back in the USSR for their new podcast, McCartney, A Life in Lyrics. Enjoy. At the height of the Cold War.
2: With the closing of the border, Soviet divisions in East Germany were on the move, with combat forces brought into strategic positions for the contest over the status of Berlin. At a time when two halves of the world were separated by an iron curtain, on the brink of nuclear war. The Beatles released, well, a strange kind of rock and roll
1: song. By Beach, last night.
2: I'm Paul Muldoon. I'm a poet, a lover of not only the lyric poem, but the song lyrics. Over the past several years, I've got to spend time with one of the greatest songwriters of our era.
3: And will you look at me? It's happened. I'm going up I'm actually a performer.
2: That's Sir Paul McCartney. He and I worked on a book together, looking at the lyrics of more than 150 of his songs. And we recorded many hours of our conversations.
3: Am oh, I actually I'm a songwriter? My God, well that that crept up on me.
2: This is McCartney, A Life in Lyrics. It's a masterclass, a memoir, and an improvised journey with one of the most iconic figures in popular music. In this episode, back in the USSR mobilization efforts during the last months of 1961 brought the United States Army to a strength of over a million men, subsequently increasing our troop strength throughout Europe. It's hard to imagine just how puzzling it would have been in 1968 to hear a song about somebody being happy to leave the West and go back to the Soviet Union. Only a few months before... Russian tanks had rolled into Prague to crack down on protests against Soviet control. This 1968 report from ABC News highlights the extent of the operation.
0: Russian tanks and infantry aided by troops from East Germany, Hungary, Poland and Bulgaria have occupied Czechoslovakia and have crushed the new and relatively liberal leadership of that small country.
2: The way this song turns the cultural and political world order on its head is what makes it the joke of an era. As was often the case for McCartney, he drew inspiration from what was happening in the wider world, as well as from the songs that were playing on his radio. Oh, well, oh, well, I be-
3: Chuck Berry wrote a song called Back in the U.S., which we were very familiar with. And so, again, I kind of thought it was, it was kind of cool. It was obviously a serviceman returning home. Right. Going back into the, the U.S., going back into his home civilization. That alone just to
1: be at my home back old St.
2: Louis. Chuck Berry had come back from a trip to Australia where he had witnessed the death ...dismal living conditions of the indigenous population. And he wrote this song as a kind of anthem to his glorious USA. Glossing over the struggles of the American civil rights movement at the time... Berry's song is a celebration of capitalism and the economic boom of the 1950s, of drive ins and sizzling hamburgers. Paul McCartney and the Beatles loved Chuck Berry, and they loved this upbeat, celebratory anthem. But now a decade had passed. The Vietnam War was a total failure, and the world's love affair with American culture had started to wear off.
3: It was a little bit too pro-US, because we were in the UK, um, so I could poke fun at it in my own way. And when I saw that U.S.S.R. was kind of similar, then I realized I could sort of back in the US, I could do a little parody on Chuck's idea of being back. And I would have a Russian guy who'd come from America and was glad to be back in Russia. And he'd come, he'd come from Miami on BOAC, British Overseas Airways Corporation. E.T. 10, BOAC's outstanding contribution to the second generation of jet airliners.
2: The speaker of the song, the protagonist, flies back to the Soviet Union with the glamour of modern jet travel, like that showcased in this 1964 ad for BOAC. In
1: the economy class, the standard is so high that passengers can easily persuade themselves that they're VIPs travelling first. One medium-drive vodka martini, mixed like you said, sir. Who Not, is sir. this man? Anything
2: else? sir? No, it's all. easy to imagine him as a kind of suave jet-setter, fluent in many languages, lots of charm, maybe like a James Bond type.
3: The prime minister's talked to Moscow. They're saying it was an accident during a routine training exercise. Governments change, the lies stay the same.
2: Except he wouldn't be reporting to MI6 or Dame Judi Dench, rather the KGB. He's flying home from Miami. He's just been to sunny Florida, maybe hanging out on the beach, which gets us to the bridge. If the verse is setting up a joke, the punchline is the bridge, when our protagonist starts listing the territories of the former Soviet Union
1: the girls
2: <laughs> The harmonies of the bridge were inspired by the Beach Boys. In fact, when the Beatles went to India in 1968 to meditate... Mike Love, of the Beach Boys, was there too. He has even claimed in several interviews that he gave McCartney the idea for that part of the song. Where did the Beach Boys fit
3: into this? Well, they were big influences round about the time. So this, as I'm doing a parody of Chuck, and I'm doing it, I'm doing it American, but it's it's a Russian guy having all the sentiments. So I'm using stuff from the Beach Boys for the parody. So when I'm going, uh, Ukraine girls really knock me out, I'm thinking California girls are knocking me out. I think I was very lucky. As I say, when I hit this little humorous vein, it it seemed to just sort of flow. So I here I know what I'm doing now. I mean it's in the middle, so now I'm gonna go into detail about the countries and the territories. So we got Ukraine and we've got Moscow. And we got Georgia. Well, if I th- say Georgia, I think of the old American song, Georgia On My Mind, which I would be thinking of the Ray Charles, Georgia On My Mind. Georgia Georgia The whole day through
2: Ray Charles' homestead of Georgia is suddenly transformed into the Soviet satellite nation of Georgia. And now the joke is complete. Leaving behind the sun and fun of Miami and old sweet Georgia, we break through the wall, eager to get back into the USSR on board our BOAC jet. I don't think I ever understood at the time that BOAC was in the first line. I'm not sure if I ever quite understood what it was. Yeah. Now, does that horrify
3: you? No, not at all. I mean, I'm still finding things in these lyrics, but I do sometimes think, I mean, particularly about this one, how amazingly ancient all the ideas are now. There isn't a USSR anymore. There isn't a BOAC and I often wonder, like you didn't get it, uh-huh. I don't think the kids get it. I'm not sure they know what USSR was. Yeah. It's just it's just a rock and roll song. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, the, the joke is that I then split it up. Back in the US, back, back in the US, back in, US, back in the USSR. USSR. Well, the girls really not
4: me out. Every week at Broken Record, we meet with legends of the industry to uncover the meaning behind the music, the strategy and history that separate the good from the truly great. That's what Mark Chaykin does, but for the U.S. stock market. Mark is a creative legend in his own right. He worked on Wall Street for 50 years, invented three new indices for the Nasdaq, and has predicted some of the biggest market shifts of the past decade, including the recent mania in AI stocks. Now, Mark says we're seeing a similar shakeup in the financial markets. He's calling this a new dawn for the U.S. stock market and predicts dozens of specific stocks will soar in the next 90 days. He put everything you need to know in a new presentation specifically designed for people off Wall Street. You can watch Mark's presentation for free at NewStockTrend.com right now.
1: So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire.
0: Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer and the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true, untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer helped shape the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed the Boar's Nest, Sue's Place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer songwriters, Wounded Souls, Wayward Upstarts, would spur each other on to tap into something bigger, realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Bacharach as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash, alongside a full ensemble cast, Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the birth of Outlaw Country Music. Listen now at audible.com slash Nest. While the song has an
2: upbeat rock and roll energy, the subtext of the lyrics is certainly more bittersweet. The Soviet Union at the time was a totalitarian state with strong censorship in place.
3: You know, it was always great. So I mean, when I'm writing this song, it's very much tongue in cheek. I'm not really thinking there's anything for this guy to go back to. You know, I remember when we first went to Berlin and sort of looked over the wall. Aware of their special responsibilities on this trouble
2: spot between the free and communist worlds, American soldiers of the Berlin garrison
3: are combat ready and alert. To me, I just knew there was like a, a vast gray expanse that was beyond this war, and that we were all in technicolor.
2: People in East Germany continue to risk
0: their lives to escape to the free world.
3: Everyone in Russia who goes back to the Beatles period remembers having to smuggle records or it was all very, you know, little rooms where you could play and you didn't want people to know, you didn't want the authorities to know that you were listening to this forbidden group. Which really, uh, we loved the idea of that, that we were getting smuggled with, along with Levi jeans. Uh, this was like a true cultural arrival.
2: A little over a decade after the fall of the Soviet Union, McCartney really did arrive when he was invited to give a concert on Red Square in Moscow. And when he played back in the USSR, he felt the whole crowd rise and join in the song. During his time in Russia, this was 2003, McCartney got to meet a young Vladimir Putin, then serving his first term as president. There's actually a news clip of the occasion, and you see Putin and McCartney sitting across from each other like two statesmen. And then Paul McCartney pops the
3: question. When you were growing up, did you listen to the Beatles?
2: Yes, it was extremely popular. It was like a gulp of freedom. Your music was like an open window to the world.
3: It was, uh, it was banned by the authorities
2: It was considered at this time a propaganda of some alien ideology. It would have seemed unimaginable then that 20 years later the same man would order Russian troops to invade Ukraine, an act of war unparalleled in Europe since the end of the Second World War, cracking down on any protest, arresting journalists assassinating political enemies, jailing young women for singing in churches, once again closing the window to the outside world. My conversation with Paul McCartney took place before the current war in Ukraine, but during our time together we often spoke about the subversive nature of art and how, throughout history, music has served as a beacon of freedom.
3: Art is dangerous. To some people. Um, We always thought that we were on the right side. That if we were dangerous, we were dangerous to the Russian authorities. Um, And to us, that said, they're not that good. It's sort of, that was how we felt. And I think it was true, to a large extent, that they were trying to suppress this Western influence and it goes on, you know. Yeah, I, I know there was a period when you thought, oh, it's all clearing up, but it's actually this suppression uh, is back, I'm big very, time, you know, with sort amazing. of uh, many countries now, and um, it's sort of been given a free pass, and everyone's kind of stymied and sort of saying, no, please don't do that. But I mean, God knows what the politics and the realities are behind it. But anyway, so. For me, it's kind of nice to just escape into a song like this.
2: in the USSR from the 1968 record titled The Beatles also known as the White Album. In the next episode Paul McCartney tells us about how his late mother visited him in a dream and gave him some words of wisdom.
3: Seeing her beautiful kind face was very comforting. I immediately felt at ease and loved. One of
2: the Beatles' last hits, Let It Be, is an answer to the band's inner turmoil and to Hamlet's age old question to be or not to be. McCartney, A Life in Lyrics, is a co production between iHeartMedia, NPL, and Pushkin Industries.
4: Every week at Broken Record, we meet with legends of the industry to uncover the meaning behind the music. The strategy and history that separate the good from the truly great. That's what Mark Chaikin does, but for the U.S. stock market. Mark is a creative legend in his own right. He worked on Wall Street for 50 years, invented three new indices for the Nasdaq, and has predicted some of the biggest market shifts of the past decade, including the recent mania in AI stocks. Now Mark says we're seeing a similar shakeup in the financial markets. He's calling this a new dawn for the U.S. stock market and predicts dozens of specific stocks will soar in the next 90 days. You can watch Mark's presentation for free at marketmessage2024.com right now. Again, the link to watch is marketmessage2024.com. That's marketmessage2024.com. Musora is your access to online music lessons for guitar, piano, drums, and singing. This is your chance to reignite some old musical passions or pick up an instrument for the first time. Connect with more than 100 of the world's best teachers and musicians. You'll get seven days totally free to try it out. And then it's just... $30 a month, less than a single private lesson. I mean, why do we do Broken Record? Not just because we love hearing from great musicians. We do it because we think that there is something beautiful about the appreciation of music. Don't you think we need more of that in our lives these days? That's the mission of Musora, to inspire, educate, and connect musicians. Enjoy unlimited personal support, weekly live streams, student lesson plans, it's like having a personal music teacher, only much, much better. Just go to Muzora.com. musora.com, M U S O R A.com to start a new musical journey today.